Good morning, church. Uh, as Pastor Chris said, I am going to talk about peace this morning. Um, people that know excitable people often know how deeply they require peace in their lives because not only do we have unpeaceful circumstances, we also create a lack of peace for ourselves. <laughs> uh, so I'm preaching this message to you this morning just as much as uh, I'm preaching it to myself. Uh, so why don't we pray together um, before we dig into the Word this morning? Thank you, Lord. We thank you. You are a God of peace. You are a peace giver and a peace bringer. And I pray this morning that you would work through me as I bring the word you have planted in my heart to share today. We pray the end of such a chaotic year, Father, that you would fill people with your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, my uh, study Bible, I was looking, I'd flick to the back uh, to look up where peace was talked about in the Bible and it actually had a definition there that I thought was so amazing, especially given how 2020 has played out. So I'd love you to think about this definition in relation to your circumstances as I read it. Peace is defined as a state of tranquility or quiet, a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war or in a state of enmity, harmony in personal relationships, especially with God, a state of security or order within a community, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. Wow. <laughs> I know that this year we've kind of experienced all a version of, of something that has been the opposite of that definition. This year, it seems like peace has somehow been in short supply. And there's been many counterfeit offers of peace. We've been encouraged to be mindful, do Rona yoga, which I had to Google when one of my friends started posting it on Instagram. It's actually coronavirus yoga. So yoga at home in your living room. So go figure. Uh, or we've just been encouraged to download a good chill out mix. And whilst none of these ideas are bad, they're simply tools. And if you're in strife, they can be like trying to close a gaping wound with a Band-Aid. But I wanna lead you today into exploring true biblical peace that far exceeds external circumstances or even our own doubts and fears. I feel like if anyone in the Bible was justified in feeling a lack of peace, you know, aside from Jesus perhaps, <laughs> uh, this would be Mary. When the angel Gabriel visits Mary in Luke 1, the Bible says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. Wow. 
I feel like confused and disturbed is a great description. There was a lot Mary could have been upset about. In her day, being an unwed mother would have normally led to being disowned by your fiancé and be a certain way to be outcast from your community, destitute, left begging. In addition to that, what pressure to be told the long-awaited and prophesied about Saviour was now your responsibility. However, I think Mary's response gives us some wonderful clues into how we can cultivate an atmosphere of peace when all around us is chaotic. So today, I would like to go through five quick tips for peace, the Christmas edition. (laughs) So tip number one, seems obvious, but we often skip it. Pray for help. (laughs) A friend once taught me what she calls arrow prayers, literally shooting quick and genuine pleas for help to God. These may be simple as help, I need you God. Mary asked Gabriel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. I'd love to know how many prayers God receives with his people saying, but how, why me? Please help me understand this, God. God actually doesn't mind this. He doesn't mind his people yelling to him for help with genuine concern and desperation. At least you're running to the right place. Tip number two, obey. That sounds like another obvious one, but again, a step that we often miss. You'll never be at peace if you're not submitted to God. So often we make bad situations much worse by then resisting what God is trying to do in the midst of the mess. However, Mary responded in obedience. When Gabriel explained how she would conceive Jesus, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I know that I definitely wouldn't have responded like this. (laughs) In my own life, in much more trivial situations than this, I have created waves of anxiety by my own (laughs) behaviour and by not submitting to God's plan and what God was doing in the situation. But when I finally submitted and obeyed, I had peace. So tip number three is to remember who God is. We can't experience true biblical peace without knowing who God is. When we are conflicted in our understanding of God's character, our spirits will not be at rest. Uh, So last year uh, was a pretty tough year for our family. Uh, 2020 for us has kind of paled in comparison to what 2019 was. Because when I um, found out that my mum had cancer, we didn't know for a few days how treatable it would be. I experienced the greatest lack of peace I'd ever had. I was just saying to friends yesterday that I would sometimes I'd be driving home and have to pull over to the side of the road because I thought I was going to throw up and I was just there dry reaching in my car. So not a very pretty picture, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But while this lack of peace makes sense from the outside, you go, oh yeah, that's a pretty typical reaction to that kind of situation. I knew that the extent of my fear was going even further beyond whether my mum lived or whether she died. I was actually doubting who God was 
Was he really a healer? Christians die of cancer all the time. If God isn't actually a healer, like he says, can he be trusted to do any of the other things that he says he is? With a lot of help, I was able to recognise that God is always who he says he is and always does what he says he does. He just sometimes does this work on the other side of eternity. Once I had peace about who God was and was able to confess that he is always a healer, I had peace. This peace was not at all dependent on the outside situation, but this was peace I could anchor myself to. I noticed reading over the Christmas story that Mary also does this. In Luke 1:49, Mary praises God saying, for the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation for all who fear him. Mary was able to identify who God truly was and how he was that person for her. I have a phrase that I regularly repeat to myself to remind myself of God's character. It's pretty simple, but I think that's what makes it easy to remember and repeat. It goes, God is good. God is good to me. God is good at being God. And tomorrow is another chapter in our great love story. I find that repeating this brings almost immediately some kind of peace. So that leads on to tip number four, speaking peace. So Mary and Jesus both model this to us in the Bible. Mary speaks faith and life over her situation. In Luke 1.48, she says, For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. Wow. (laughs) Imagine if we started our day saying, from now on, everyone is going to talk about how blessed I am. We'd, you know, annoy other people, but we would probably experience a great sense of blessing and of peace. Jesus also models that we have the power and authority to speak peace into our situation. In Luke 4, when Jesus and the disciples were at sea in a storm, it says, When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. This teaches us that you can have peace if you can speak peace. I'm going to repeat that in case you missed it. You can have peace if you can speak peace. Levi Lusco in his book, I Declare War, talks about the power of words. He says, the first job God gave humans was to speak over something he made. Whatever man called the animal, that was its name. Adam's job was to speak and what he spoke stuck. You have the same job. God brings you a day and your job is to give it a name, to declare something over it. Whatever you call it, it will stick. Consider the implications. Wow, (laughs) how often has a day come to you and the first thought you've thought before getting even, like even getting out of bed was this day's gonna suck or I'm really nervous about today. What about if we said this day is gonna be a day of breakthrough? 
this day I'm going to see God come through for me in new and remarkable ways. I think our days would be a lot different. So I encourage you with what's left of 2020, let's speak peace. Let's prophesy a peaceful Christmas and a refreshing new year. Let's speak life. So my last tip, which is again closely related, is speaking scripture. So in Mary's song of praise, she recalls God's faithfulness throughout history and claims this for her own situation. She finishes her song with, He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For me, he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. If you don't know what to pray, just start by repeating back whatever God has already said to you. My favourite verses to repeat are ones that I can recall easily in times of stress such as, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Be strong and courageous. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. God works all things together for good. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I would have despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would encourage you to memorise scripture or even parts of scripture that mean something to you. So in moments where you need peace, you can speak them over your life. As I wrap up today, I want to offer you the opportunity to experience real peace. Perhaps you have never heard about this real, true deep peace that you can experience in God. The Bible actually refers to Jesus as a wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. When you invite Jesus into your life, you have the very embodiment of peace in your life, which is the absolute best place to start. If this is you today, you have never experienced Jesus in your life as the Prince of Peace or you have walked away from him and want to come back, I encourage you, press the raise hand button on the chat and one of our amazing team will be online and ready to pray with you. If you are with other people now, maybe you want to pray this prayer together, reach out to them and get them to pray for you. Let's pray. God, you are good. You are good to us and you are good at being God. We ask you, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to come into our lives afresh today. Please fill us with your everlasting peace that surpasses all understanding. We declare the end of 2020 to be a Christmas of peace. And as we enter the new year, we pray you would continue to bring a great refreshment into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.